Welcome to Concerning the Spiritual in Art, a podcast exploring spirituality, consciousness, and the creative process. I'm your host, Martin Benson. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all. I have a really amazing episode today with uh, artist, visual artist Cedric Umoja. Um, he is based in South Carolina, and we had just wow, mind blowing conversation. Not only about his work and the process that goes into his work, but a lot of these ideas related to our current cultural condition and sort of how we can, as artists, kind of unravel and um, these the tensions that we have in our society, this sort of hyper polarity. Um, we went to a lot of places related not only to like healing and talking about visual alchemy, but also about plant medicine. Um, the conversation really went to some very deep and powerful places and uh, was super inspiring for me. An amazing person, equally amazing artist with a lot of wisdom to share. And I think y'all are going to really dig this episode. So um, I hope y'all enjoy Cedric Umoja. All right, Cedric, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing today? I'm all right. Thanks for thanks for allowing me to be in this space. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Super excited to to share some space yeah. with you, exchange some some ideas and thoughts, and um, I really love your work, and I'm super grateful that I got turned on to the work that you're doing. And I was looking through your website um, some weeks ago, and you use the term to describe yourself as a visual alchemist, which personally I I have my own understanding of what that means. I kind of get it, but I would love to hear in your words, mm -hmm. sort of like what you mean by being a visual alchemist and what that entails for you as an artist um, in this, in this time period. Um, yeah. So for me, um, <laughs> I'm an anime fan. And, and so uh, for years, man, I followed um, the full metal alchemist brotherhood series. And it's a pretty long series. Uh, and uh, when I got to the end of it, I I started to look at our society that we're living in, and you know, and realizing that there's a form of alchemy that's existing within this society that we're existing in, and having to function with uh, or in. And uh, what I saw was just a, a form of exchange. So, for instance, uh, you know, you hear the saying, "You got to earn your keep, mm -hmm. earn a living." Um, and I really started to think about that saying, earn a living. I'm like, I'm already existing. Why do I have to <laughs> earn something to exist when I'm existing already? Shouldn't I yeah. be trying to find a way to continue to exist? And I don't think that's earning a living. So so to me, like, and I think about like, for instance, earning a lot of times can be a, a reward. So you like, you know, in school as a little kid, I did something that did, that that pleased my teacher and so I earned the award right let me re reward I'm sorry reward so they're giving you a reward for this behavior or, or this action that's in their mind what they're asking for that can be positive you know and um so I, I kind of like looked at that went back and looked at how we deal with everything and say man some, there's something wrong with earning a living that whole saying of earning a living mm -hmm. which which you know led me to to see like this society that we're currently having to exist in as somewhat functioning in a, a perverted form of alchemy. Mm. Um, 
because you think about it, we're giving up. When somebody says, I worked hard for that. I gave up my blood, sweat, and tears. That's essentially the essence of a person. Think about it, right? right. Blood has the DNA and everything. Mm-hmm. Sweat does too. And so does tears. Yeah. But they all have different components that make up a person. And uh, it led me to think that it calls for us to give up ourselves in order to get something from mm. it. And so I'm like, man, I want to combat that somehow. And um, and so as I was making work and painting and stuff like that, <clears throat> I realized that I too could perform some form of alchemy and I could I could transform the materials I'm using. So in this case, talking about paint transform the paint and transform that medium into something that could really conjure something more positive from people for themselves, not for me, but for themselves. Wow. A form of healing, maybe a form of acceptance, uh, a form, a form of, uh, awakening, you know? Um, yeah. And, wow. and that's kind of where it started from. And then it just kind of like continued. So now I consider my, <laughs> Now I consider myself to be like in true hip hop fashion. I've I've uh, given myself se- several aliases, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. a wizard because <laughs> I feel like the brush. I feel like the brush is a wand. <laughs> yes, it is, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah, it man. totally is, man. Yeah. Oh, like dude. I'm a wizard and 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 you know a whole bunch of other aliases that kind of conjure a sense of uh, magic to transform the material and the space to to give people an opportunity to deal with themselves, you know. Wow. Dude, that's so powerful the way that you're framing this right now. I mean, a lot of, there's so many things I want to comment on about what you said in terms of even just your reflections on our culture, you know, like how we have these, how, how it's a perverted version of alchemy, which I find to be a wow, like boom, mind blowing, because it is, there are these sort of like programs, these cultural programs that have been unconsciously woven into our psyche that really impact the way that we make decisions in this world, or even the way that we look at our own self-worth in relation to these bogus notions of what it means to be a success or what it means to thrive in this culture. And I think a lot of those things need to come to question because we are, we are negating the, like what you're saying, just the purity of acceptance that should be applied to just being alive. Like that there is no condition um, for that other than the reality here you are. And for that yeah. notion, you should be accepted as you are, but our culture doesn't do that. And um, this idea that earn your keep and earn your living, it puts us in a state of, you could call it like um, lack. And so everything is sort of telling us that we are missing something. Mm, And so there is this sort of wizardry happening with words, with advertising, with marketing, with like the cultural paradigm we're a part of that I think, um, you know, subverts the uh, natural spirit that exists within us. And so I look at artists as like what you're describing yourself as a wizard, you know, performing magic as a way to counteract this, a way to bring the spirit into the work that you do and a way to, um, I don't know, conjure a new paradigm of, of, of spirituality that has, you know, that accepts all beings as so to speak. So like, I'm just like, my mind's just riffing on that because I'm like in such alignment with you, you know? Um, and I think it's so special the way that you just worded that I'm curious for you, like, 
what are some challenges that you have in like trying to evoke like a deep connective uh, quality in the work that you do so that you can penetrate those barriers that society builds in people's minds? Like how as an artist, do you, or can we like, you know, dismantle these programs? Like, and what are some challenges that you see that you have like doing that? Cause it's a big task, right? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, wow. So like dismant dismantling, I feel like it starts within, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like, because funny enough, we become that we're not, that we're not born into it. Meaning that we don't we we don't innately have these qualities that uh, that the society is uh, projecting upon individuals within it. Uh, we're indoctrinated into it um, that we have the opportunity to to um, disconnect ourselves because it's not innate. So we can find a way to disconnect ourselves from it or remove that part. Mm from us and, and interact with it, how we choose without it being like uh, the compass that governs our movement. Mm -hmm. um, and and so like, yeah, so for me, I tend to, in, in my work, I tend to bring uh, elements in into the work. Now I'm bringing more and more elements into the work that, that really has the quality of, of uh, deep interaction, let's just mm -hmm. say. So I have mirrors in my work. Yeah. And uh, like, it's funny enough, so you're saying how to com combat that. I, I, had a, I had a journalist that was uh, writing about um, this four-person exhibition I was a part of. Um, I was uh, near the end of last year, excuse me. And he, um, he was asking questions and it kind of started with the mirrors, but he was like, I looked at the mirrors and I got a visceral reaction of myself, mm. <laughs> of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, I was looking at the work and then I looked down and caught a mirror and I saw myself in the work. Wow. So what I've been doing is I've been putting for like probably I'm um, trying to think how many years now it's been about. We're not. Wow. We're in a, almost five years. I've been experimenting with putting mirrors in my mm -hmm. work. And what it's done is draw people into the work. It's yeah. made them part of the work. It's made them have to interact with the work beyond just viewing it. Now mm -hmm. they're viewing themselves in it. And now they're trying to find their place, not just in the work, but but uh, how does the work deal with them? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, I'm interacting with it. So you're interacting with it in such a way now, they're becoming a part of it. So they're becoming a part of the process too. And the process is to work with yourself as you're dealing with what you're dealing with that's on that surface, you know? Yeah. And so what I do is do some writing and, and that's why, I, oh yeah. So another reason why, another reason why I said, oh, I'm a wizard because <laughs> I came like as a child, a young person or whatever I said, child, but a young person, I was involved with uh, graph writing, mm -hmm. but I was involved, but my part of the graph, what I enjoyed about graph writing really was the ability to put, something up on a wall, but you could put anything up on the wall and uh, you could, it could interact with people. It could interact with the space. And uh, I fell into more so of 
the writing side of it. And, uh, and what I mean by that is I'm, I'm saying tagging, but where people just, they come up with a hand style to write whatever they want to write, right? Mm-hmm. So not really the stuff you see on the trains, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not, tra- yeah, it's not, it's not the stuff you see on side of the trains, but the stuff you might see inside the trains <laughs> mm-hmm. where people have written their name or something. And I've said to myself that I could see that as being very useful, right? Because I can continue to push and alter this, this idea of what a letter is. And then I can render it in such a way that it becomes a form of art so much so that you don't see it as letters anymore. You see it as markings, you see mm-hmm. the marks or mark making. And, but I have something written on that surface that's at this point, I've worked it to the point that you think is just abstracted lines or marks. And I've really written something there that you, yeah. you're reading and don't know you're being exposed to. So I'm using, I'm in, in a sense to I'm sort of kind of using what they've done in the advertising from the fifties to, yeah. you know, try to conjure energy and, and reactions out of people. So I'm, I'm using that same kind of form to, to do it in a positive manner, I would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely like speaking to sort of the unconscious <clears throat> in these subtle ways, you know, and I yeah. like how you said like this, this sort of process of dismantling begins by looking within, you know, and being able to recognize like how we're influenced by our surroundings, both for good and for bad, you know, and art Mm -hmm. is just another tool of influence. Um, But it comes down to the artist and their intentions and what they're doing that can drive the process of awakening or putting deeper into sleep, you know, unconsciousness, Um, which you see a lot of too, you know, and I think for me as an artist, that's what's inspired me to do even this podcast is because that's what I'm interested is in, is in awakening is in dismantling programs is tapping into spirit and connecting with uh, expanded consciousness. And, and I see so many other artists who are doing that. And, um, and there's so many different ways you can go about it, you know? And so it sounds like your way, at least how you began is through graph writing and through thinking about sending messages in a more subliminal way through the artistry of your mark. And I'm curious, like, is that stuff still influencing the work you're doing today? Like, are you bringing, because I look at your paintings, I can definitely see that influence of, of the graffiti, like graph writing, tagging kind of um, aesthetic, but it's also something different for me. Sometimes the the lettering looks futuristic, otherworldly, alien <laughs> yeah. even, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, but it's so consistent that it's, a, it feels like a real, it's a real language. It's real, you yeah. know, and it's, um. Yeah. so I'm curious, like how you're, how you're evolving it or thinking about it um, today as, uh, you know, as you mature as an artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Fulfillment. Uh, yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and giving it those, those those qualities because yeah it's right uh, I you're right I mean I'm I am like trying to continue to push this uh, this idea of um, how to communicate with people with the tools I have mm-hmm. and I'm trying to expand those tools and um, you know with that being said uh, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Aramont School of Art and Crafts in uh, Gatlinburg and had a res- residency there and spend time there uh not just working on what i would be doing but being exposed and sharing conversations with artists of 
different paths. So for people who are working with glass and metal to wood, um, to fiber, um, printmaking, just clay, like so, like coming in and talking to folks and uh, trying to understand their process and how they see the medium they're working with. And, uh, you know, and then looking at the aspects of, of what they're doing and, and seeing where that applies to what I do. Yeah. Cause, uh, I haven't really been a, I haven't really been a, just a standalone painter in a long time. I've been working mixed media for, uh, man, I've been, I've been working mixed media for, um, maybe 12 years or so, yeah. but constantly trying to hone that so it can be sharper in the way that it it uh it interacts with others um and you know so so when people are engaging with it there's no there's no guesswork about um what they're what they're experiencing i, I would mm-hmm. say um you know uh so i've been pushing it and, and uh so i'm adding other materials is what i'm saying yeah. like uh metals now glass now cool fibers uh materials that can be familiar to us uh but also to at the same time um unfamiliar so we have a a way of of uh, interacting with it that makes us feel okay because there's some familiarity to it but also something that drives us to want to understand it because there's something different about it that we haven't yet experienced yeah um and and that's you know that's the space that I'm existing in and and making this and and so uh, going there I had the opportunity to experiment and that's for me that's what it was it was about yeah. experimentation being able to experiment and 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 uh, being able to be around makers in their field that could educate me about you know the materials and how they choose to use them so I could get my own idea from being inspired by them. Wow. Yeah. I love that, man. I mean, the interaction between artists is so important, you know, and when you look at, you know, the contemporary art landscape or some ways in which artists choose to navigate it, sometimes people bring this like competitiveness to it. You know what I mean? Like this sort of like, it's me and only me kind of thing. Like the ego Mm -hmm. gets wrapped up in the work so deeply that they're negating the sense of community and collaboration and interaction. And to me that in a way will subvert your art forever. If you have that mentality, but you see, and, and that sort of circles back to your first comment, like that is sort of part of the cultural programming of like this all about me and I and my success and um, my family. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which have relative truths and reality to them, but in the ultimate sense, they're self-limiting and they're going to ultimately become a handicap for people to grow their consciousness, so to speak. So hearing you speak about collaboration and learning and like having the, the mind of openness, like to me, that's a sign of a true artist, you know, because you are, always looking for opportunities to expand yourself um, through your interaction with others. And that's, um, I mean, that's what what we're here for in some sense, I think, you know, is like to have this expansive connective tissue that is um, revealed between all of life, you know, and that, and when you engage in 
with it, like you become a part of a bigger process, you know? That's true. true. Um, so that's exciting to hear that, yeah. like, you know, this residency is fruitful for you that you kind of stepping into even different mediums and stuff. I love, you know, what you were talking about earlier too, with the mirrors, like bringing this quality into the reflective surfaces and stuff, but it's going to be exciting to see sort of where you go, you know, yeah. energetically with how these pieces might resonate when you start to introduce clay or fiber, you know, yeah. or metals into it, or even glass. I've always been so like enamored with like stained glass windows and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> the way they illuminate spaces. Like I would yeah. love to learn about that process yeah. because um, they're magnificent, you know, yeah, the they way are. they capture they light, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any I mean, big projects you're working on um, that are that you envision that might come about from this residency? Like, are you just did you come back from it just like ready to like make a bunch of new things, or how are yeah. you feeling coming down from it? Uh, coming back, I feel I feel like I got a lot of work to do. Um, first of all, uh, my wife, who's also an artist, you know. Um, she was like, uh, I showed my space. I showed my studio space. It's not large, but I showed it. Uh, I made a quick video, posted it on Instagram. And man, it was like, I don't know, a lot of people viewed it. And and I was like kind of blown away by it. I said, wow, people, people are interested in the artist's cramped, um, messy uh, studio space. You know, because I was like, I need to clean it. So the first thing I got to do is clean my space. Yeah, man. <laughs> before I could do anything. And yeah. I didn't. I didn't really get a chance to start before the year, the calendar year, Gregorian year ended. So I was like, I gotta when I get back, I gotta clean my space. That'd be mm -hmm. the first thing I do. Really, you know, organize it for this coming year, and um, and then from there, uh setting myself up so I can work those projects. I can ex continue to further that experiment or the experimentation that I started in, in at Aramont. Um, yeah. I, uh, I see it as a, I see it as a, as an opportunity though, to, to like really explore. Um, I'm also applying for a couple other uh, residencies for this year. So I can just continue to, tap into some other different, some different resources and work with spaces. Yeah. Work within those spaces. Uh, so I took in 2023 somewhat off in a sense, like I probably will be showing some work if I'm invited to group exhibitions. And I, there's some end of the last year type of opportunities that I was involved in before the year ended that kind of carry over until this year partially like uh yeah like partially so like it will still look like i'm doing something or i'm putting something out there but i'm not really so i'm trying to focus on a 2024 solo exhibition nice so i can think about these ideas work through these ideas and really try to bring them to life in a way that uh that i know they can be brought to life so they can yeah. be impactful and 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 really deeply engaging yeah what are some like um what are some like key ideas that you're working with right now 
in terms of like some concepts or things that are driving the work besides the materiality of it, like playing and experimenting with the material? Are there any other kind of like um, driving ideas or concepts that are being sort of woven into the experimentation with the materials? Um, I would say, yeah. Uh, the driving idea for me is like uh, continue to explore, but push this idea of being um, connected to this this place that we're in. So mm -hmm. Earth. So Earth, for yeah. instance, on the music. So Earth, but also the space that Earth resides within. Um, so you, you're always catching me using now at this point reflected materials. So yeah. we talk about mirrors. Mirrors reflect, but they reflect, but they capture light. Yes. Right? Or they, they can direct light. They can mm -hmm. direct light. Um, I'm using um, textiles that that had sequence in them so they can pick up light, reflect light. Um, and just, so I'm using these materials to speak about this whole ideology of being connected. Yeah. Being connected to the to, to a greater sense because, you know, we talk about it, the individual, and it's true that we are individuals, but uh, we're part of something much greater than that. Um, and I think that we, we limit ourselves when we disconnect from that. We limit uh, our abilities to be uh, fuller in ourselves yeah. when we do when we when we don't connect in that way. So now I'm speaking more about connecting with ourselves and using yeah. these materials to try to do that. Wow. So yeah, you're thinking. Idea. So yeah, you're thinking Sorry. sort of about this bigger idea. Hey there. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't catch you. It's all Martin, good. Hey. Hey. Oh yeah, she can't hear me. That's right. It's in yeah. your ear. <laughs> Can you close the um, door, babe? Thank you. Um, man, I mean, this is so important, you know, to be able to create work that speaks to the the commonality of our of our earthly condition. You know, the fact yeah. that like we are yes embodied in different, you know vessels you know that make us feel separate from each other because you know there's a boundary between where my skin is and the air is and like everything outside of that is you know not me and everything mm -hmm. inside of that is me mm -hmm. um but i would totally uh question that notion um because i think it's just a matter of perspective and consciousness you know um and we're living mm -hmm. in a time where we are as a society grappling with identity a lot. You know, it's a huge topic of conversation. And I think it's an important one to be able to recognize the differences between us and our histories, our races, our cultures, our religions, and being able to respect those things. But that being said, if we get hyper-focused on the separative qualities and the distinctive qualities of us, we can lose sight of the inherent unity. And I think we need to be able in some way to hold both. And um, and when there's an imbalance there, when we create further separation, we we can create a sense of imbalance in our society where, again, it, be, it becomes about the individual versus the collective as opposed to the individual in alignment with the collective as like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm getting yeah, at I know exactly it's a, what you mean. Yeah. It's an interesting time because like we need to have these conversations about equity and identity and race and uh coming to grips with our, 
you know, violent and horrific past and being able to reconcile mm-hmm. and find redemption and healing. Um, but at the same time, I see that the hyper-focus on this stuff can further entrench us within that um, mm-hmm. consciousness of separation. Would you agree to that? Could you speak to that from your experience? Because it's something that I'm noticing and, and interested by. Yeah, um, I agree with you that um, we're living in um, what's the best way to try to? I'm trying to I'm trying to explain this. We're, we're living in extreme times. That's probably <laughs> the best way to put it. So either what I'm seeing is it's a lot of like far to far to like. And so when I say left or right, I'm not talking about an ideology of a conservative or, or 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 liberal. I'm just talking about one side versus another side. Yeah. Essentially. So people aren't like being to me, being down the center is where we should be because that's balance. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm talking about more so when I'm talking about left and right, I'm talking about balance. Yeah. So I mean, I used to be a kung fu when I used to be. I'm a kung fu practitioner. I just used to practice it really heavily. Yeah. So much so it was the only thing I did for some time. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and I got deep into the concepts and practices and ideology of it. And uh, anytime that you are too far to one side, be it left or too far to the right and not balance, well, what happens is things get thrown off. Right, because anything, anytime anything is not balanced, it's thrown off, it's not calibrated properly. Um, so I look at this society right now is we're we're living in a society that's not balanced. Yeah, that's why we're having the, the situations that we're having. That's why we're having um, the we'll say the the conflict that we're seeing, like physical conflict that we're that we've been seeing, is because we we haven't found a balance but i don't think this society is one that seeks to be balanced or it seeks balance mm-hmm. um so then it's, it leaves it up to us we're left with the responsibility of seeking balance for ourselves and um with that being the case we're having to navigate now uh, these difficult uh questions so, I mean, a question, you know, who am I? What do I mean? Is this this society? How does society sees me? Mm-hmm. How do I interact with it? Um, what are the benefits of being a part of it as a citizen? Um, you know, and really being honest with ourselves because we can we can allow society to tell us what we are and who we are. Or we can dive into ourselves and discover mm-hmm. who we are and let that emit from um, a place of um, practice, which the practice would be being oneself because we're not we're not told and, and it's not something that's supported to be yourself. Um, and so I see it as that. Not and, and I feel like if when we get to that space, when all of us or you know, majority of us can get to that space and these other issues, they'll still be here, but they'll be able to be accepted and worked in a way that doesn't have conflict to it because mm-hmm. people are saying, society says, or you have to be this way. 
well, well, we're all this way, so you should be this way too. That's society though. Yeah. And if we were all deal, dealing with ourselves, no one would ever say to another person they couldn't be themselves because society told them they should be something else. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like it's a matter of, you know, finding that balance, but also, you know, we look at what society has done and what it what is provided to us and uh also what it takes from us. Also what it takes from us and uh trying to navigate that. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah. It's so true. Like our culture is not helping itself in the way that we work. You know, like we're just mm -hmm. we're fighting against, like you're saying, like when you go far too far to one extreme ideologically or in any way, even just physically, like in terms of mm -hmm. balance, if I lean too far to my left, I'm falling out of this yeah. chair, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. and so um, it's, it's woven in every component of life, this idea of balance and, mm -hmm. and finding that dynamic center point. Like when I think of balance, I don't think of it as being something static, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. It is a dynamic process that's in constant flux, but like the balancing point is something you're, is like, you're always moving in and out of just in a very fast intervals. Like even standing mm. upright, think about like the subtle muscle movements your body has to do to keep you standing. Like there's dynamic movement it's happening, true. even though you're still, you know, um, beneath the surface. Yeah. And so we need to find a way to like navigate that dynamism that has to be um, brought to the, the way that uh, our society evolves, you know, because I think yeah. this group think this tribalistic mentality <laughs> really for me seems to stem from fear um, from the fear of what might happen. If you are cut out of the fray, if you are out of the fold yeah. of the majority that you are mm -hmm. aligned with or perceive and, um, fear is the ultimate driver of the imbalance in a lot of ways and fear of other fear of change, um, even fear of going within, you know what I mean? And confronting yeah. our own shadow. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I look at our society as what we're moving through is like a really dark space, but it's in that dark space that we can actually awaken because we can bring consciousness and bring light to the shadows of the collective. Um, but yeah. it also begins with each of us individually doing that work. And I, I look at um, the work of artists as like almost the work of, in, in some cases, depending on what artists we talk about, I would, I would definitely align you with this idea, but being a form of a shaman um, mm -hmm. for society and that like holding this, holding the center, you know what I mean? Holding that dynamic balancing point and being able to help guide people through the process of shadow work, you know, yeah. of dealing with it. Um, but yeah. it's, it's hard, man. It feels overwhelming. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it feels yeah. overwhelming, you know, like I know yeah, like for yeah. me personally, like I'm trying to do this work on the daily. I'm trying to confront my own, the, my, the own dark corners of my psyche so that I can liberate them into the light, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but like, it feels like a, it feels like a daunting task when you look at it collectively. But when I meet people like yourself, it gives me such hope because I feel like we're all doing our part in some way to help yeah. um, unravel the unravel the the tangled mess that is our current cultural situation. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, yeah. Thank you for 
the shaman um, shout out. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, and, it's yeah, just it's what I'm thinking, you know, like it's if we look mm-hmm. at the idea of what a shaman is, um, not only in like the traditional indigenous <clears throat> sense as someone who is holding sacred space, um, but also who is a protector in that sacred space, who is mm-hmm. there to create a sense of safety um, for people to go and be vulnerable, you know, um, but yeah. also they're, you know, wisdom holders, knowledge keepers. Um, they enact the sacred rituals that connect us to the more deeper levels of consciousness and reality. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can define a shaman, but in all those ways, I, I see that what you do and other artists like yourself, um, with the intention that's behind the work you're doing and the way that you're working, like you're, you are in some sense, um, aligning with that archetype, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think that's a powerful and beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, a, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you you touched on that too because uh, funny enough, I'm laughing because I'm like, man. So, probably nine years ago, probably you know, close to nine years ago or eight years ago, I came to this realization that when artists are really making art in that way, in the space that you're talking about. Like, once I got around artists who were really doing that, or saw it or experienced it, then I started to see that those artists, because not all artists are like that. I'm just going to be honest, not all artists are, because mm-hmm. their intentions, really, you know. Yep. Some people's are intentions. I know some artists, their intentions are driven by for lack of better term, lack of better terms, capitalism. So it's mm-hmm. driven by everything that we're talking about that pulls us away from ourselves in a sense. Yeah. Now we do have to, we do need uh, resources and finances to take care of ourselves, but for sure, capitalism is a is a practice. It's not, it's not, it's not just a system that people uh, work in and get something from, or it takes something from them. Capitalism is far more than that. It's ideology. And it's a true practice, like like other practices can be. And some artists fall into that, but a lot of a lot of artists who I encounter, they they strike me as magical people, right? So mm-hmm. being in air with, for instance, I was like tripping out because no matter where I went, no matter what space I stepped into, I was always invited into that space. People were open, people were willing to talk about their process, willing to share with me, willing to ask me what am I doing um, and and willing to actually educate me on what they do and how I could benefit from things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like, man, there's so many, like I'm around so many magical people. That's what I felt like. I'm like, man, yeah. I'm in a room full of magical people right here. Like I imagine them having wands and, you know, because <laughs> I mean, they make it work. Like the work they're yeah. doing, like, it's just like, wow. Like, wow, you you really, and it's not just the aesthetics of it, it's when you talk to them and you understand the path they took to get there to make what they're making, that's magic in itself too, mm-hmm. you know? And it's also like a testimony to um, creativity and the magic that lies within creativity. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's uh, very sacred. And, and, and to think about it, and you, and you were talking about, you know, artists and, you know, what we do, our position. And that's probably why, like, uh, 
I was over the weekend. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yesterday I said something to an artist and I was like, uh, we were talking about, um, trying to think, we were talking about an artist's place and how we engage others who aren't artists per se. And I brought up this McCarthy quote, which was, um, I'm not gonna be able to, just, to recite it verbatim, but he pretty much said, artists are dangerous people. And it's because we are able to walk in all walks of society, mm-hmm. which is true. Yeah. We cannot have nothing. We could, we could physically, financially not have a thing to still be amongst a room of people of greater affluence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, be, and, and they would say they wouldn't, I would say probably in most cases, they wouldn't look down on us, which is, which is strange because they would normally look down on the, on the average person that didn't have money and they mm-hmm. were in that space with them. But we have the ability to be in that space, not have money and still be accepted by them. We yeah. can then leave that space and go to a space where people are blue collar workers and we could be accepted there too. Yeah. You know, so we have the ability to be in and out of all walks of life. And, and because we do, to me, that kind of speaks towards shamanism mm-hmm. because they serve everybody, right? They don't, yep. they don't just, they don't serve just one side of society. They, they serve everyone. Right. Yep. And so that's what we're doing too. Yeah. 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 yeah that's powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, you know, what's happening a lot in our culture in relation to like psychedelic compounds and like shamanistic culture, like becoming more, you know, people becoming more aware of it because of the prevalence of people engaging in ceremony through like ayahuasca or San Pedro or um, even psilocybin. And, but then you're also seeing like the academic side and the research, which is all incredible and helpful for the mental health issues that we're having. But I see people are becoming more and more like sensitive and aware of like these other layers of of reality and are willing yeah. to engage in these practices um, that for maybe 10 years ago or five years ago, even or yeah. 15, 20, 30 years ago, it would be like super taboo, you know, but yeah. now like you're hearing them talk about it in the mainstream. And to yeah. me, that's an exciting, interesting possibility for us. I think anything can be hijacked by big pharma pharmaceuticals and the military industrial complex and become like (laughs) controlled in some way. But at this stage, it's still like not, you know, it's still, I don't know, has a footing in its authenticity. Have you ever uh, engaged in any of those sort of traditional practices or been interested in those as a way to like deepen your own personal journey? Has that ever been a part of your path? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like uh, that's something that we all should do uh, to some. We have, I think you have to decide what to what degree it should be mm-hmm. done for yourself. But I think we all need to explore ourselves, and and sometimes we need uh, we need a means to do that 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 uh doesn't fall within the system. Yeah, to actually go back to some traditional ways of dealing with ourselves that has nothing to do with the fda (laughs) you know what i mean yes for sure Um, um, and and there are uh medicines out there that that are in you know um, in in a lot of cases ancient so like ayahuasca is ancient um Mm -hmm. and and uh 
what that medicine, what those sort of medicines do for. Uh, so like for me, <clears throat> I started my journey with ayahuasca um, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how many years ago that was. It might've been like six years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, about six years ago or maybe seven years ago was the first time. And um, that experience led me to understand myself. And I mean, here's the thing: if you got, if you got, uh, depending on what you've been holding, some people the doors on some people's trauma and uh, life experiences are small, meaning that when that door gets gets, gets kicked in or gets opened, it's it's not it's not tons of stuff having to flood out that they're having to deal with because they've probably been working with themselves and other means. Yeah. You know, then you have other folks, they have huge doors. I mean, like, yeah. you're like 20 foot by 40 foot doors, double <laughs> doors, you know, they, they open up and it's all flowing out. You know what I mean? Oh man. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, like for me, it, I'm, my door was sort of kind of in the middle. I had been working with myself, but uh, I was still having to deal with, Understanding like uh, relationship relationships and uh, my part in those relationships, but also to my relationship with the world um, and uh, meaning that what what my identity is in the world, not not how I see myself, but and not even how the world sees me, but what I was put here to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. that identity mm-hmm. is an identity that you know that sometimes, you know, unfortunately some of us leave this earth physically and never get a chance to experience that or work within that space of who they truly are. Um, But I got, I had the opportunity to really sit with plant medicine and I felt like, you know, we did it with a shaman that's Peruvian, did it with uh, in a group, did it in dark. So it was traditionally done. Um, And I sat for like 14 hours. Wow. And, and dealt with a lot of revelations about myself, but then it led to the world. Like, yeah. like what I'm supposed to be doing in the world is what it led to too. So it said, you know, it tried, it worked, it worked through some heart issues I had. Wow. So I was dealing with heart issues. Like, you know, and I don't mean like a heart attack, but I'm saying like the, the heart, like the heart chakra, dealing with yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. dealing with that. Yeah. yeah. And like dealing with those issues and those issues and those that was pretty much the first thing that it dealt with. Wow. Those issues. And I guess so so it could clear a path to get to the truth about yeah. myself, you know. So once that was done, then it was all about who I am, what I should be doing, you know, and how I should be doing it. Not necessarily giving me direction, but 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 more so of um, how I should be working in myself mm-hmm. to make to make to make this work a reality that can impact others. You wow. know, so yeah, uh, that was a that was a was an eye opening moment for me. It, it led me, which really led me to where I'm at now, as far wow. as like how I see how I see art and the art that I'm making and and where I want to be in the art that I'm making. Wow. You know, so. It's so powerful, you know, like to be able to have a direct experience in these 
states of consciousness that we don't have words for really. I mean, we can yeah. find words to kind of describe it, but it is no replacement for the experience that you're having. And, and that's, I think one of the biggest challenges in this sort of psychedelic Renaissance that we might be seeing is the limit limiting factor in sort of describing yeah. what actually is going on because it's so deep and it's so fundamental to like our innate being, just like we talked about in the very beginning of this conversation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this essence of who we are beyond our individual egos and our attachments and our illusions, like this pure space, but there's a lot of stuff we got to work through to get to it. You know, a lot of things we got to clear out. And I think these medicines, these plant medicines are our allies in helping us clear the way, like how you said, like yeah. kind of dealing with the heart chakra and like the issues happening in there had to happen first to clear the pathway to higher states of revelation and insight um yeah. because everything has to move through the heart it's it's the it's ultimate true. gate you know that yes. everything has to pass through there's no going around it there's no shortcut um and it's mm -hmm. the hardest one because it's dealing with our deep emotional self you know yeah. Yeah. and our capacity for love and compassion and but also on the shadow side, it's where we hold a lot of self-hate and, um, of, you know, issues with um, negative emotion related to our own sense of self, you know. Yeah. And so these are allies for us. And I see more and more people engaging in them. To me, that's exciting because it's yeah. in one night, in 14 hours or less. You can, you can, you can do a lot of work with your own trauma. And I think we yeah. all are traumatized in some way, no matter where you come from, uh, what your background is. Of course, there are degrees here, but I think fundamentally we all have some trauma we still need to deal with. Otherwise, oh, yeah. like, why are we here? You know, mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of work to do. And I think these are our allies for us. And as artists, like, it's just for me, what I've gotten from it is, is not only a reaffirming of the path of an artist, but also like um, a realigning of my consciousness toward what art is intended to be in terms of how it can inspire the spirit, you know, mm -hmm. and how it yeah. can help nurture seeds of awakening in people, even planting them as well. Um, and, and to me, it's like that mission seems like the, one of the more worthy ones out there, you yeah. know, as opposed to the capitalist mission of, of, of yeah. monetary success and, and fame, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a special time. I think it's interesting. Um, the more and more people I talk to, the more and more open they are to doing these things or they reveal yeah. to me they've done them. And I'm like, Whoa, I would have never <laughs> guessed, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, to me, it's like, yeah. wow, it's uh it's good timing plants, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and mushrooms and all that. Like, yeah. thank you, because like, yeah. um, and for those who've never engaged in it, I think it's uh, something you need to not take lightly. You know, just yeah. to put that out there for anyone listening, it's yeah. not like a, something that is should be taken as, I don't know, like, it's it's not a something you want to take frivolously. You know, it's sacred and it has deep ancestral roots. You know, humans have been using these plants as allies and medicines for 
since the dawn of time. I mean, we find evidence of yeah. them all over yeah. the world, every continent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm really fascinated with these histories. You know, thinking about like alchemy. You know, like think about like the yeah. origins of 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 like alchemy and like the Hermetic sense, like back to those mystery schools in Egypt. You know, and the Elysian mysteries of Greece. Yeah. You know, the, these you know great philosophers and mystics were all partaking in these kinds of ceremonies but it extends even deeper and further beyond that you know Mm -hmm. and so for me them coming back is good timing because i think we we need we need a jolt we need something Mm -hmm. that's going to work a little faster um and it's not for everybody but it's for everybody in the same breath it's just it's it just depends you know um yeah yeah yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, Go yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think that, um, like, yeah, you're speaking of the, of the timing of it, and and uh, yeah, the timing of it is, I think we're in a, we're in like the beginning of, or the beginnings of evolutionary moments mm-hmm. in humanity or in human yeah. existence. Like, like these are defining moments for us as human beings. Like we can, we're gonna like, and and really like this is the opportunity for us to to take the right steps so we can mm-hmm. go in the right path. But I think these are defining moments. We're at the beginning of the defining moments of if we step the wrong way, what we'll be able to tell that we went in the wrong direction from the steps we are taking right now. Definitely. Twenty years from now, we, we can tell we'll be like, oh, we took that step and. You know, and, mm-hmm. and but these are defining moments, and we're in this we're in this time of of really discovery, discovery of um, everything that that we have forgotten. And so, like for me, the plant what the plant medicine also does is it allows us to interact with something, for lack of better lack of better terms, older than ancient. In yeah. a sense, older than ancient. Primordial. Think about mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, m- mushrooms, for instance, how old they really are. Mushrooms yeah. are old, 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 old. And yeah. And um, you think about, and this might sound, I mean, I, I think I'm in the right space and it's not going to sound weird because I'm in the right space to talk about it. But I feel like, you know, they have a lot of knowledge to give us, right? Definitely. And and it's because they're, they're contact, they're, they're connected and they've contacted many walks of uh humanity before we came into existence and um i is i'm a i'm a trekkie so here's an, here's an example <laughs> of like <laughs> the mushrooms and um there's a new series um what is it is it uh is it called voyager voyager might be the old one i'm thinking about the new series i can't think of i'm i'm just i'm i'm, I'm removed right now i haven't caught the new season but it's 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 um no it's discovery yes discovery okay so yeah star star trek discovery and star trek discovery they have this system they had created that <clears throat> they've moved from it because they've gone so far in the future but they um, like that's something but anyways this being in the future they found a way to to, to grow mushrooms and then found out that those mushrooms actually had connection through all known space to them. Wow. So they could, so when they were trying to, instead of like, instead of using a, a, a warp speed to go anywhere, they would just jump. 
So, but a human being, it would take a human being connecting with the mushrooms, mm-hmm. like literally, he would connect <laughs> with the mushrooms, and then they showed the network, the network wow. of the mushrooms, and like they jumped, and when they jumped, they explained that science, and we just like the mushrooms are the oldest thing, like they were saying they were the oldest thing in our space, and we found out that they have a, they have a neural network across all space that that we know of. And so because they do, we're able to use that connection and align ourselves within within that moment to connect with that mush with those mushrooms in that larger connection, which allows us to jump in different wow. spaces, right? So I was like, man, <laughs> even they're talking about it, right? Yes, how, how, how it's here, you know? Yeah, and how old it is. Like that connection yeah. was so that connection was so old and, and so far and wide that they were able to move through space. Wow. Just based off of that alone. And it made me think about like the connection of of it being here and and um and how old it really is and, and how it's come in contact or how yeah, how it's come in contact with many forms of life. Mm-hmm. Animals have eaten mushrooms, right? Oh yeah. Still I mean, doing you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah, still doing it. So every, <laughs> yeah. so I mean all walks of life that we you know know of at least somehow has had contact with the mushroom. And, yeah. And it's and it's and it's you know in its uh existence, I think like my interaction with it has been is full of wisdom. Like it's yeah. like like you know like a very like a very old ancient being. Pretty much like ayahuasca I felt like yeah the grandmother like a grand I I, I I mean, we all have had grandmas, but a grandmother that's so grand of a mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes. That, that she's just like, man, I, I don't even like, she doesn't make you feel like you can't look at her, but you just feel like, I don't know if I'm worthy of looking at her. She's helped me deal with this stuff and she knows this stuff. Oh, yes. And I don't know if I'm worthy right now because I'm dealing with all this stuff, but she never made me feel like I couldn't look at her. She never made me feel like I couldn't. Yeah. Like there wasn't, like, you know, like, like I wasn't worthy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's us dealing with ourselves and our worthiness, you know what I mean? Definitely, man. But, yeah, but that but that connection. So like the ancientness of of these medicines for me is what drives me because I think that we talk about the ayahuasca and they've been using it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And um the funny thing I think is everybody has the same experience, right? How is mm-hmm. that possible? Right. So you say to yourself, Hold on, how is that possible? How I'm I'm taking this and I feel like I'm dealing with a an ancient woman. I talk to this person over here and they say, Man, that old lady was sa da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Encountered an older or ancient, you know. Yes, yeah. That's the spirit of the Alaska. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot of truth in that. So it's like it's not just something that it's not just something that's um that's that's uh um something that spoke about and not experienced the experience is deep and, yeah. and 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 that connection is even deeper and far far more reaching because of it being what it is like you said spirit like it's it's yeah. an energy there that's that's working for your betterment yes to be honest i mean if you if you allow it to that's the other thing mm-hmm. you have to yeah. allow it to and not yeah. fight that exactly that's the biggest mistake anyone can make in a psychedelic (laughs) opening is resistance 
It's like you got to surrender and fully accept whatever's coming, even if it's felt as scary or difficult. Mm -hmm. It always gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. You know, (laughs) it's got that wisdom, you know, it's got that wisdom to it. It does. And and for anyone who's never, never like engaged in those practices, they you hear us talking and they're like, what is going, what are they talking about? That's crazy. But like, yeah, it sounds crazy. But when you experience it, it's a different quality and there's a different sense of knowing of the, uh, the wisdom that's there, the intelligence that is inside of these compounds that is speaking and working for our benefit. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. It's only when we resist it, um, which resistance in my mind is wrapped up in ego, right? In attachment. So yeah, when we let our true. ego and attachments um, recoil and resist these kinds of experiences, that's where you have the quote unquote bad trips or the very difficult experiences. It's just resistance. But I think you can take that knowledge and wisdom into our life. Like I always try to see for myself, like where I'm showing resistance in my everyday life. Like, why am I resisting, you know, this or that or whatever, that not being said that, you know, you should always have very clear conscious boundaries, but they're all, there's a degree of resistance that the ego wants to put up um, to protect itself, you know, and these compounds, uh, they really, they turn off the ego. Ultimately they destroy Mm -hmm. it. They kill it. They dismantle it. And so of course the ego wants to fight for dear life to hold on to what it is um, these sort of patterns in the mind. But um, when you, Mm -hmm. when you have an experience of letting go of them, it shows you your potential for true compassion and love and connection and, um, selflessness, you know, and to me, that's the kind of energy that's going to push our culture forward. That's going to allow us to find the balance on the uh, sine wave of the yin yang, you know, yeah, line right between, you know, yeah. Um, and that's where we got to skate on it. You know, we got to surf that wave, you know, in between those extremes, you know, and, um, I really appreciate you and your perspective, everything you've shared with me today and the work that you're doing. I'm super excited to see what's going to come out of this residency and how, you know, 2023 is going to be such a fruitful and exciting year for you creatively. I'm going to be, you know, following along and paying attention and everybody listening out here in the show notes, you'll have links to, uh, Cedric's Instagram website and anything else you want me to put on there. Um, when we release the episode, I'll be in touch with you, Cedric, to, to let me yeah. know, but, um, okay. I just want yeah. to express my gratitude to you and just excited to be able to connect with you in this format. And I look forward to connecting with you more, hopefully one day, maybe yeah. in uh, the 3d space, you know, no, we have to. And likewise, I feel the same way, man. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this and, and, uh, being able to, you know, share this opportunity with you and everybody else who may be listening. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, dude. We're, uh, we're on the same mission here, you know, and, uh, working, working our, our best way. And, uh, it's all about coming together and, um, I'm excited that we could come together like this today. So thank you again, Cedric, everybody check out, um, all the work that, uh, Cedric's doing and, um, yeah, I'll see you around soon, man. You take care. All right. All right. You too. Peace. 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 Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Concerning the Spiritual and Art. Um, if you like what you're listening to, please uh, leave a comment. Uh, give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're, you're tuning in on. 
and uh, get, help me get the word out. Share it with any friends or family, anyone you think might be interested in uh, what I'm doing over here. Super excited to bring a lot more of this content to you. Sending lots of love out to each and every one of you. Peace, y'all.